Well, welcome to Life Church, everyone, and welcome to 2021. You excited? You excited for something new? I'm ready for something different. How about you? Okay, since you agree with me, let's go on a fast this month. How about that? Let's do something different. Instead of just doing 21 days, why don't we do the entire month you want to do of January? You pick the time, you pick the days you want to do. Maybe you want to do three days. Maybe you want to do a 21-day Daniel fast. But I also want you to really get into the Word this month, uh, really get into prayer. And I've been told that if you do something for 16 days, that it becomes your habit. So let's try this month, every day, get up early in the morning. Let's have some time with God before we start the rest of our morning, which can be all kinds of things happening, and it doesn't really matter because God is already with you. But you've already spent the first few moments with God. Listen to praise and worship for five minutes. Listen to a song. Go on YouTube and and just rejoice uh, with hill songs or elevation worship, whatever it is that you like. Maybe some of you like the Gaither's music, whatever it is. Go ahead and and spend five minutes of praise and worship. Spend at least five minutes in the Bible and five minutes in prayer to God. Just thank you for your family. That'll take you five minutes, right? We have so much to be grateful for. So let's take the month of January and uh, let's, let's devote and let's pay tithe to God of our 12 months. Let's take this first month and just give it to God. How about that? Amen. It's good to have everybody here. um, I'm glad that my sister Lisa Gibbs is with us all the way from Illinois. Glad she's here with us. She wanted to know if I wanted uh, her to do anything in the service like sing. And of course she was kidding. But uh, I'm almost tempted to bring her up here. But I don't know if she would come. No, I wasn't going to do that. But uh, I'm so thankful for Lisa and Gary and Caitlin. Um, They're our family, and uh, it's been good uh, to spend time with family, hasn't it? Have you enjoyed your family, hopefully this season? Uh, And I want to get started today uh, with a book that says, Don't Quit in the Dip. And some of you are familiar with this book, uh, Sean Nepstead and it's, it's a great book if you want to buy it, but I, I want to speak from that maybe for a few Sundays. Don't quit in the dip. I like that. Would you say it with me? Don't quit in the dip. That's right. Anyone who has ever felt like giving up before, well, then this message is for you. And that's probably all of us who have ever felt like maybe we shouldn't go on. Maybe we should stop doing what we're doing. But I want to encourage you today, how? By not quitting in the dip. There was a gallery and champion who was wandering through the hallways of a prestigious art gallery. And there was this one masterpiece that gets his full attention. And it's a painting of a, a chess game. And I think we have it. There it is. Maybe some of you have seen this before. And on one side sits the devil with this fiendish grin, and the other side sits a young man in utter terror, and the painting is called Checkmate. Checkmate. The chess champion is so taken by this painting, his mind begins calculating, 
And so he asks for a chessboard. He gets a chessboard and he sets it up exactly like the picture. And this is how the story goes. And after studying the chessboard and after studying what is going on in the painting, a smile creeps upon his face and he says, Young man, I wish you could hear me right now. Because if you could hear me, I want you to know the devil only thinks that he has won this game. But I have been studying the board, and there is one move that he has missed. Not only will this one move save you from defeat, but it will actually help you win the entire game. And I'm sure that whoever the artist was, that they meant to do that on purpose. It was to be studied. And when we look at our lives, the chess game of life, even with our best attempts, there's times when we feel that we are cornered by the enemy. Can I get a good amen, somebody? Sometimes it feels like checkmate with our unfulfilled dreams, and especially in 2020, we're ready to give up on life, we're ready to give up on love, but this stooped down place in life we call the dip, I I want you to be encouraged today because it's not over. There's still another move that God has in your life. When the devil makes a move, then there's a counter move that God does. And it's never over till God says it's over, right? So here's what I want to tell you. Everybody falls into a dip of life from time to time. People struggle. They feel like quitting. The dip is being stuck in life, giving up, or you're ready to quit. Maybe that seems like your only option today. And, and you can relate to this by maybe you're trying to lose weight. Maybe that's a New Year's resolution. Or you, you want to put on muscle. Or maybe this dip is you've been trying to have children. You, you can't lose weight. You can't have children. Maybe it's depression that you're, you're facing. Maybe some of you, you feel like you just can't get over it. Or maybe some of you want to get married. Or, or maybe some of you want to be unmarried. I don't know. But the bottom line is we all fall into this dip at times. And you're frustrated. Have you ever, ever, ever felt frustrated? I know that I have. But here's the problem with frustration. It never stays in place. It always moves into despair, doesn't it? And hope turns into disbelief. And then we stop believing that God can do anything for us. But the good news is this. Fear and depression do not have to be a life sentence. Can I say that again? Fear and depression do not have to be a life sentence. Here's why. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is a big checkmate. Come on, somebody. This is God's final move. And forgiveness and eternal life is ours. Every time the devil moves, he thought he wanted Calvary. Then here comes God with his counter move, resurrection. Aren't you glad for that today? There's always a move the devil misses because God is ultimately in control of the chess game of life. It's not over till God says it's over. Who begins 1-6. And this is an encouraging scripture. He who began a good work. Where? In you will be faithful. Aren't you glad he's faithful? He is 
faithful to complete it. So don't quit in the dip. A lot of things promise more. Only one delivers more, and that's Jesus Christ. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. Boy, that's the truth. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So don't believe the devil's checkmate. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not over till God says it's over. The devil wants you to think that time's up, but don't quit in the dip. Galatians 6 and 9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, and here's, here's the promise, we will reap a harvest. Here's the condition. If we don't give up, don't quit. I say, and Jesus sees us in the dip. In fact, Jesus' eyesight is never blurry. Never blurry. Uh, if you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 5. You can look on the screen, look on your phones. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. So let's stop here for a minute. So while everyone else is on the edge of the shore, hanging on to every word of Christ, these fishermen were on the edge and they were washing their nets because they had been toiling, the Bible says, one translation, toiling all night. Have you ever felt like that? You just toiled all night. You, you fished all night and now it's time to quit in the dip because they caught nothing. And Jesus says, hey guys, I want to get in your boat and I want to preach a sermon. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Peter's thinking, what you talking about, Willis? How long is this sermon <laughs> exactly? And reading on in verse 4, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a cat. Their nets. They After fishing all night and catching nothing and washing their nets, they were done. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But notice this phrase right here. This is what I want you to take home with you. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Because you say so. Would you say that with me? Because you say so. And that's a powerful clue how to get out of the dip that you're in. Can you imagine working all night, catching nothing, and Jesus says, try it again. He gets into your boat, does a miracle, and everything changes. This is why I want you to write down if you have pen and paper or maybe put notes in your phone. Proximity to Jesus can alter your perception and provision. Ooh, I like that. Proximity to Jesus can alter your perception and provision. In the natural, we think the spot is no good. Have you ever gone fishing and, ah, this isn't a good fishing spot. 
How many has ever, besides me, experienced something like that? Robert? Okay. I know a lot of us have probably felt like the location isn't any good. We need to move somewhere else in the water. And they move to a different spot and we think it's going to be better and we still don't catch anything. <laughs> it's just they're, the fish just aren't hungry or something. But this is what happens in people in life. They move to a different spot. They think, well, I don't like this spouse that I'm with, so I'm going to get me a different one. Or I don't like what's going on here, so I'm going to go there. Come on, am I telling you the truth? This relationship's not working, so I'm going to move and begin new ones. It's Often it's not about the what or the where. It's actually about the who. Not who will, but the who. You can change everything, the spot of your location where you're fishing, and still be emptied and unfulfilled in life. Because it's not about things. It's about the who. Fulfillment does not come, and you, want to, you might want to write this down for the year. Fulfillment does not come from more of something but more of someone. And aren't you glad you know the someone today? Jesus Christ. And here's the good news. If you put yourself in the right place of obedience with God, it will open the right door of opportunity. What were we singing earlier? Your presence is an open door. Get your, put yourself in the right place of obedience and God will open up the right door of opportunity. How does all of this happen? Because you say so. Because you said so, Lord. And this is the blessing. This is the protection. This is the provision because God's word guides us to more. And as we, our proximity to Jesus gets closer, his word becomes louder in our life and we receive it and it just guides us to more. In fact, The scripture that we love to quote a lot around here is John 10.10. Jesus said, I've come to give you life. He doesn't stop there, but he says, life to the fullest. I like that. Life to the fullest. And these fishermen row back out. They go to the same spot where they caught nothing. They combed through the waters. There was nothing there. But this time, Jesus, his proximity, he was with them. And they begin pulling up their nets, and, and the, they can't pull it all up. In fact, the Bible says, zero begin to snap and to break. They can't even pull it all in. Do you realize your obedience to God will bless others around you as God blesses you? As you do what he says to do, you begin to get out of the dip. And there's blessings for other people. Out of the overflow of the blessings that God is giving you. And I want to make sure that you get this, too, because I think this is a good point. The nets the Bible was, is talking about here, this was these fishermen's livelihood. In other words, it represented his life as well. But when Peter let Jesus into the boat, he surrendered his nets or his life by being obedient to Jesus. And the obedience that Peter brought into existence 
by obeying what God said, brought a blessing that he could not even contain. They had to have other fishermen come and help them with the fish. There were so many. And you know what Peter does? We, we sang about this today. Peter fell to his knees at the feet of Jesus. We should too. When we're in a dip, we can look to everything. If Yes, I know there's some things that we can do to help in life. But ultimately, if we do not have Christ, we're not going to make it. In this world, you will have troubles. We, we know there's going to be dips. But Peter, he realizes what's going on. He, he understands, man, I, we fished all night and caught nothing. But yet Jesus gets on the boat. And now we can't contain the fish. And he begins to fall on his knees at the feet of Jesus. And he says this, I'm not worthy to be in your presence. And notice what he says, I am a sinful man. And I think that's key. But notice what Jesus says to him. Do not be afraid. From now on. Everyone say that with me, those three words. From now on. Let's say it again. From now on. You will fish for people. And the Bible says they left everything and they followed him. Are you getting this? Peter tells Jesus, and Jesus already knew, I am a sinful man. But Jesus calls him, even as a sinful man, and gives him hope as a a miracle and purpose. Even as a sinful man, Jesus prophesies vision into his brokenness. And those three words, from now on. And our emptiness, in the dip of life that we're in right now, God wants to do the same with us. Because we've been chasing after empty things. We've been chasing after something to drink to make us feel better. We've been chasing after some kind of pill to make us feel better. We've been chasing after foods that we think is going to satisfy us. We've been chasing things that will never satisfy. But from now on, you will be fulfilled by Jesus Christ. And also get this point, the very thing that Peter was trying to do to fulfill his life by having big nets of fish in his life. And he didn't get it on his own, but with Christ, he did get it that day. What I think is amazing is that the very thing that Peter worked so diligently to fill was filled beyond capacity. And here's his response. He leaves it all there, everything that he's tried to fulfill in life. He leaves it there, and he begins to follow Christ. Isn't that amazing? And that's what happens to an individual when you totally surrender everything, all the stuff, all the junk, all the stuff that you thought that was going to fulfill your life, a relationship, a bottle of something. Come on, am I telling you the truth? The things that you think is going to fulfill you, When you totally surrender that over to Jesus, that's when you begin 
to be satisfied and fulfilled. You leave all that behind. And I'm going to tell you, that is true repentance right there. That's a great definition. It's not just saying, God, I'm sorry, and tears at an altar. No, it's turning about face from what you were doing in your past. But I, I, I hope this is blessing somebody as much as it, it blessed me. And he leaves it all. And Peter walked away after catching more fish, probably than he's ever caught in a single outing, because this broke the nets. And here's the thing that gets me. And, and I, I think a lot of us could relate to this. It would be easier to walk away from empty nets. Right? But he walked away from nets where they had to the fish. Other boats come and help them put the fish onto the shore. I don't know what happened to the fish. And it's like they didn't really care once they had an encounter with Jesus. Money, it doesn't mean the same after Jesus. Yeah, it's important. But it's not like the same. That's not your everything. Your everything is Christ. <laughs> it's Jesus. Peter just left. And sometimes God allows you to have what you think that will fulfill you only to let you see it's not really what you need. Have you ever experienced that as well? He'll let you go through something and say, you get drunk, you get drunk, you get drunk, you get drunk, you get drunk. And it finally dawns on you. I'm tired of being at the white throne judgment. That was a preacher joke. I'm tired of doing what I'm doing. I'm tired of not being fulfilled in a relationship. I'm tired of not being fulfilled by this medicine that's supposed to help me get high. I'm tired of, of doing something that, yeah, but here's what God does. He lets you and let you and let you. And, and how long? Probably his entire life. Peter was a fisherman. Maybe his entire life. He let us over and over try to be fulfilled by these kind of things. And then he lets us, wow, my nets are breaking. I, I've got more than enough. And Jesus says, now here's your purpose. Here's my plans for your life. Isn't that amazing? And they left everything that meant so much to them in the past. And they begin to fish for men. We don't need more fish. We need more Jesus. <laughs> in one moment, Jesus changed their entire lives. He saw Peter in the dip. He saw him as a sinner as he was. And still called him into purpose and forgiveness. And Peter would become to be one of the greatest leaders of the early church. Where in, in one day, 3,000 people became saved. In one day. That's pretty amazing. From catching bucket and net full of, of fish. Now he's catching big nets of people at a time. Changing his world. And God is calling us to more love people he's calling you to more to do what love god love people and to what make a difference everyone say make a difference
We're going to make a difference in our world. He's calling us to do more. My last point is this, and Justin, I want want you to come because I want to close because I, I feel the moving of the Holy Spirit right now. I want you to think about this. Where would Peter have ended up if all he had done was said, well, thanks God for the fish. And just walked away. Are you ready to do the unusual? Are you ready to do something you've never done before? Are you ready to experience more of God that you've never experienced before? What if he would have said thanks for the fishing and went to life as usual? But in a split second, right there, he gave Jesus everything. My question to you, are you ready? To surrender everything to Jesus. I mean completely over to Jesus. Let him forgive you. Let him give you a fresh start. Jesus wants to take you out of the dip. And to raise you up to a higher calling. I love the phrase in a song that we sing. If I'm not dead. He's not done. If I'm not dead, he's not done. Why? Because there's a breaking in my favor. (laughs) There's a shifting in my direction. And the favor of God is surrounding me. And I I see a breakthrough. I I see miracles. I see God saving my family. I I see God blessing my finances because I, I surrendered it all to him. I gave him my family. I gave him my brokenness, just like this last song we were singing. You picked up all my pieces and you put me back together. You're the defender of my heart. So don't quit in the dip. A lot of you know our story and Lisa, you were about two or so when this happened. And my father had started this church and it was a basement. That's all it was. You drive up to the church and you wouldn't see anything but about three feet of brick. You walk down into a basement and go to church. And that's another story when it rained. <laughs> My sweet dear old dad and mom. But they had a they had a burden for Terre Haute, Indiana. And they called the church Home Avenue United Pentecostal Church because that was the name of the street Home Avenue so it was Home Avenue at that time it was a basement and my dad had so much faith uh, he was a man of faith he he believed God for the impossible and he would get it I, I remember elder brother Urshan praying for him he needed a miracle with the electrical and lo and behold after that prayer things turned around They were able to get electricity, the wiring that they needed for the building. They started to build on top. And I I remember that money was tight. We we didn't have a lot of money growing up, but we had good church. (laughs) And and I remember going into this this kitchen. And off in the kitchen was where the washer and dryer was. And that's 
was a couple shelves for a pantry. And I remember looking up there as a kid and, and all I saw was not even a half a jar of peanut butter. And, I, and it, it did something to my mind. That's my excuse. I mean, has that ever experiences like that it maybe have happened to you? And, and that's my excuse why I eat now so I won't be hungry. But anyway, that's another story. But I remember seeing that not even a half jar of peanut butter. And I, and I, I, as a kid, that was one of the first times I really felt fear. Like, are we going to be able to eat? And I looked at my mom and I said, Mom, I said, this is all we got. She goes, I know. She said, we're going to have to make it work. Little did I know that they were praying. My parents were praying that God would supply the need because they'd used all their money to try to build the top half of this building. And and what was amazing is that in a few hours' times, and I, I, don't, I don't know what all happened. All I know is that my parents prayed, and a couple came to the door with two bags of groceries. I'll never forget it. And they said, God put it on our heart to bless you with these groceries. See, it would have been easy to quit in the dip when you didn't know you were going to be able to feed your family or not. But don't quit in the dip. Don't quit. Lo and behold, here comes a blessing that we weren't expecting. And you should have seen my mom's face. You would have think she won the lottery. Sugar, these bags of groceries, there was some milk in there. You know, the essentials, there's butter, you know, sugar, that kind of stuff. And some vegetables and meat. And we were, that sustained us until my dad got paid again. He worked for the railroad at that time and trying to have a church at the same time. And I, I want to show you a picture of a church. This is that church today. They changed the name. It's it's no, they don't. They're not located on Home Avenue, but it's called New Life Fellowship. And this is that same church that my father started. And if you go on my Facebook page, there's a video that you can see, and I encourage you to do this. They just built this foyer and it's it's beautiful and now they're getting ready their next project i mean they're blowing and going right now and and they are getting ready to build a 1500 seat auditorium but like peter what if my dad would have been tempted to say you know what this isn't working i I, we need electricity i don't even have food for my family I want to encourage you today, don't quit in the dip. Because God's going to paradise the nets of fish that are breaking right here. My father is in paradise right now. But all the prayer, all of the work, all of the sacrifice, all the times he felt like he was in the dip has paid off to this. And, and that's not over either. Do you feel the Holy Spirit the way I feel the Holy Spirit right now? And God wants to do this in your life. Don't quit believing for your children to be saved. Don't quit believing for that house that you've been wanting. I know you've been renting a long time. Surrender all of these thoughts over to Christ. 
It's one of the hardest and easiest things to do at the same time. Say, God, you're going to have to direct traffic. But because you say so, I will go back to the same spot and I will let down the net. And God will bless you more than you can imagine. More. My father would have never imagined that building compared to the building. I I told my mom, I called her the other day and I said, do you remember the Terre Haute Church, Home Avenue Church? She said, well, have your friend that lives with you show you on Facebook what they built. But I said, do you remember the old, the old church building and our neighbor? She said, oh, he was a devil. <laughs> and I remember he, he had two lawnmowers because there was houses on either side of the church. And so the guy that was on this side of the church, I mean, he, he had two lawnmowers. He put one by the window of the church where his, his property line was and the church was right there real close. He'd leave one there going, and he'd mow his backyard. And then he'd put that one there, and he'd take the other lawnmower and didn't do the front. He just, he was just a tormentor. Now, what if my parents would have given up in the gift and said, we can't even have church because he's got this lawnmower going on. Those little things that the devil wants to get you discouraged about. Because I think the devil really knows that something like this is going to happen in your life your children are going to be in service with their hands raised with tears streaming down their face worshiping and praising God totally surrender can you see it totally surrender that to God today and and maybe it's you with your hands raised freed from addiction I I don't know what your dip is in life where you feel stuck and you feel like you can't get out of it totally surrender that during this month of prayer and fasting and reading the word come on everybody I I want you to do this and really start this year off right with God and let him speak to you because you say so Lord I will do it and when you're obedient to God the blessings will come And the blessings will be more than enough. And you'll be blessing other people. Can I get a good amen? Would you stand with me today? So, if you're not dead, then God's not done. Don't quit in the dip. The question is for you. Have you surrendered it all to Jesus? That's the question. Would you bow your heads and pray with me today? Father, in the name of Jesus, we need you this year. In 2021, we we can sense the breaking in our favor. We can sense that there's a, a shifting. So we're going to praise and we're going to worship you. Even in the dip, we're going to praise. Just like Paul and God is in jail. We're still going to worship in the dip, no matter what's happening, because we know our God is able to do abundantly above. Your your thoughts are not our thoughts. That's, That's the scriptures that we were reading today. And you will take us out of the dip through our obedience, and you will raise us to a higher calling. Hallelujah. So today, we repent. We 
turnabout face from the past. And maybe this past year has been something that, that, that has been so heavy to carry. We're going to lay this down at the feet of Jesus. And now we're, we're going to be obedient to what you say. Because you say so. Hallelujah. I feel your presence, God. Forgive us of our sins. We, again, we confess you as our Lord and our Savior. There is no other besides our Lord Jesus Christ. We totally surrender. No matter what's going on in our life. And we give you the glory. We give you the honor. And we say, when I thought I lost me, you knew where I left me. You are the defender of my heart. Hallelujah. I love that song. You reintroduced me to your love. You picked up all my pieces, just like the Apostle Peter. You put me back together. While I was a sinner, you died for me. While I was even enjoying the sin, you loved me. And you're calling me to purpose. Thank you for your salvation. It's so much better that way. And thank you. Thank you, thank you that we will not quit in the dip.